Are you obsessed with Los Angeles? Head over heels in love with the City of Angels? Well, this is the podcast for you. At LifeX LA, we hack the best in arts, eats, and activities in Los Angeles. So join us and become an LA hacker. Baby, baby. What's up, LA Hacker? It's Stefan, and welcome to another episode of Life Hacks LA Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be hacking the best burgers of Los Angeles, and we're also going to be talking about secret menu items. You know, those off-the-menu special dishes you can order if you're in the know. And my guest today is Lawrence Longo. He's super qualified to talk about both those topics, and I'll tell you why. For When it comes to the burgers, in 2018, Lawrence ate a burger a day every single day at a different LA restaurant. So he knows burgers probably better than anywhere in Los Angeles, and he's going to share all his knowledge he gained in that year of, of eating burgers in LA. The second one, um, secret menu items, he actually has an app called Off the Menu, and it's, it uh, specializes in uh, those secret menu items, and we'll, we'll talk about it a lot more in, in the episode, and I think you're really going to enjoy it if you're a foodie or if you love food in Los Angeles, especially if you love burgers and, and secret menu items. All right, guys, let's jump right into this episode with Lawrence. Um, it's, a lot, it's a lot of fun, and I, and I hope you like it. And as always, stay tuned at the end of the episode. I'm going to give you my own special foodie hack for Los Angeles. So stay tuned for that, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, what's going on, LA Hackers? Welcome to another episode of the Life Hacks LA podcast. And in this episode, we have a very special guest on who's going to help us hack the best burgers in Los Angeles, and the best off-the-menu secret items. And his name is Lawrence Longo, and I'd like to welcome to the program. What's going on, Lawrence? Hey, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's good to finally meet you. Um, I've been following you online for a while, following your adventures, and uh, we're going to get into some of those later. But before we do that, can you just tell us a little bit of your background, like um, where are you from originally, and how did you make your way to Los Angeles? Yeah, I grew up in Toronto, Canada. Um, I played hockey my whole life. Um, my family was huge into food, but never ever a part of the actual food industry. Um, I come from a, like an Italian background, so we are, we're always eating and always homemade food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner all the time. Um, I moved out, out to LA like most people do to get into the film business. Um, started working for um, a big time producer, a guy who was producing the Matrix, Swordfish, Lethal Weapon, Exit Wounds. Um, and that's how I made it out to LA. Yeah, that's funny because I kind you know, I kind of I thought you were from the East Coast. I was getting like an East Coast vibe. We've never met in person, but I've been following you online for a while. We've talked a few times. And for some reason I was thinking like New York. Maybe I don't know if it's the Italian thing or or what. I I, I think no, I think I'm aggressive and, <laughs> and, and I, I like to get shit done. Yeah. And, and uh I think in the Italian thing, people immediately think, oh, New York Italian, you know? Yeah. And I, but I also, think people also think in LA when I'm in Beverly Hills, people think I'm Persian, I get Indian, I get everything. Oh, wow. You're like me. You can fit in with anybody. Yeah. yeah. I think part of, I think I wasn't expecting Canadian because every Canadian I've ever met has been, you know, kind of like nice. non-aggressive. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> All right. So, so what part of Los Angeles do you live in now? And, and can you tell us some of the reasons in general, what you love so much about Los, living in Los Angeles? Uh, well, number one, the weather. Mm -hmm. Number two, I love the food. And that hasn't always been the case. 
Um, I specifically, I actually live in Studio City. Um, I'm, I'm married with a young family and uh, we moved to Studio City before we had our daughter and um, I love it here. What were the rest of your questions? I know you said specifically, where do you live? What was the next one? Why um, just just like? in general, why you love Los Angeles. You, you said the food, and, but I want to pick up on a, a comment you slipped in there. You said it wasn't always that way. Were you talking about loving the food? It, yeah, the food. So I, when I first moved here, I mean, LA wasn't, I don't want to say, I, there's always great restaurants through LA and in LA, always have been. But um, there has been a whole kind of food renaissance that's happened over the last, I want to say, maybe 10 years in L.A., where L.A. 10 years ago, you couldn't say it was one of the best food cities. And today you can absolutely say it's one of the best food cities for sure in America, maybe not, if not even the world, considering some of the best chefs from around the world come to L.A. to open up restaurants or to, to cook, whether it's pop ups or, you know, or private events. Um, Obviously, they come here because of the the lights, the camera, and the action. Yeah, I think the quality, the quality of food, and just the experimental experimental na nature of it. You know, like there's there's people just willing to take chances and, and do all these new things. Absolutely, everyone. People want a new experience. You know, people don't want to go to the cheesecake factory, and yeah, although their bread is still unbelievable, and you know, <laughs> actually, a secret little LA hacker, a secret menu knowledge at the cheesecake factory is. You can take that brown, sweet, soft bread and substitute it for any of your sandwiches. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, people want an experience. They People don't want to go to the same restaurant and have that same experience they've been having their whole lives. Uh, you know, hence why you and I like things that aren't exactly the normal, I would, as, as I would say. Um, it's one of the, you know, things that really I, I get excited about is finding things that aren't necessarily on the menu. Yeah. And I, and I think that the competition is so great. It's just not enough to have good food. Now you have to have an amazing environment. You have to have uh, something that people want to capture and share with their friends and say, okay, I was here, you know? Oh yeah, no, it's much more. I mean, look, at the end of the day, if you have good food, I like they say the cream always rises to the top. If you have good food, you'll create a loyal customer, you'll create a loyal following and you'll have good business. That is first and for, for, first and foremost, the key thing. But you're right. There's like, there's so many amazing restaurants that have, have, a, have served great food that closed down. I mean, I, I heard just, just recently church and state closed down. Wow. You know, it's bad. Mar Listen, my business is built on restaurants suck at marketing. So um, that's first and foremost, 60% of restaurants closed down within the first year, 80% are closed down within five years. Most people's leases are five to 10 years. So, um, you know, restaurants, you know, other than operations, marketing is a huge component but yeah so much goes into having a successful restaurant uh especially these days you can't just re rely on great food yeah especially here in los angeles where it's so competitive but so so we'll jump back into restaurants a little bit later but i just kind of wanted to ask you a general question um and that that is what's your perfect day in los angeles so from waking up to going to bed uh, you said you lived in studio city so i imagine that you 
it would involve your family and hanging out with them. But can you take us through like an example of what you would consider an amazing day in Los Angeles? Yeah. Amazing day in LA is, um, yeah, well, you know, obviously not everyone can wake up to my wife and daughter, so I'll leave that off the table right now. <laughs> um, okay. you know, waking up when you have a, a newborn, I don't know if you do, but, um, or any of you out there have a newborn that could be the nicest thing ever to, you know, walk into their room and see the smile on their face every morning. Yeah. Um, it's just incredible. But in terms of like just my regular day and what everyone else can do, um, I wake up, I go either we'll make my own coffee from like a blue bottle type of the way they make it. Um, like I literally grind the beans and then I, I put it in my filter and then I pour the water over top of it or I'll go to Alfred's and, um, enjoy an Alfred, Alfred's coffee. Then I'll hit, hit, hit my, uh, local, uh, neighborhood CrossFit called horsepower CrossFit, maybe do a CrossFit class. Um, and then I get into to work. But I guess you're saying the ultimate day, right, in LA? Or what yeah, just like your, your ultimate day, how, how you would best spend your day in Los Angeles, like the perfect day. I mean, if, if that means work for you, then that, that's fine. But, um, you, you know, like what a perfect day in LA would be for you personally. Oh, wow. Waking up with my family, maybe headed, going down to Bay Cities getting a couple meatball sandwiches. <laughs> That's the one yeah. in Santa Monica, right? <laughs> yeah, in Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I actually play a lot of hockey out here too. So I'd have to say like a nice little game of hockey. There's a good crew of people that play hockey. I play hockey like three times a week. Um, every day in LA is amazing. And there's so much to discover in LA. It's kind of like, you know, um, I don't even want to like, I love food. So I'm going to say I love food and I love working out and you have the beach, you can hike in the mountains, man. I'm being a shitty guest right now because I'm not being specific on what a perfect day would be, but it's like, literally we live in the best city in the world. Yeah. There's just so much to do, but, but it, it kind of goes to your point. Like um, there's something for everyone because if a guy who's from Toronto um, can find people to play hockey with in LA that <laughs> it definitely has something for everybody you know well I'll tell you one one morning at 6 a.m you go surfing by by 8 30 a.m you're done you're packed up and you drive an hour two hours east and you can go snowboarding at Big Bear yeah Where that's amazing that? yeah one of these days I'm actually going to do it because I've never actually met anyone who's done that but um, it's definitely a possibility. So that's amazing. Yeah. And, and I mean, and then again, we got these un unbelievable food experiences too, that you can, you know, like the, from the, this backyard barbecues to the street vendors to the best food in the best food in LA now is found in people's backyards or on the street. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get back into the food. So you became a, um, a bit of an online sensation when you ate one burger a day, every day in Los Angeles in 2018. Can you tell us about where that idea came from and what that experience was like? Well, I think uh, online sensation is very uh, generous. That's for sure. Well, that's how I heard about you. <laughs> well, that's, that's very nice. Um, how did that get going? So, uh, 
I ate a burger in the guy's backyard and I was just blown away on how good this burger was. When you say a guy's backyard, are you talking about the, the, those ones that pop up and they sell them from their backyard? Yeah. Okay. There's this guy that was making burgers and it was, it was called burgers. Never say die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I tried that burger and it just, it literally changed my life. Cause I was like, Holy shit. I've never tried a burger that gave you that feeling. Like it was your first time eating the burger. Cause I don't remember my first time eating a burger. I kind of remember my first time going to McDonald's and that excitement was the same excitement I had, uh, when I had this burger. Um, anyways, I'm going to make a long story short, but um, I ended up becoming an investor in, his, in the business. And while we were opening up, I was like, you know what? I want to like go and try every single burger in LA because there isn't anyone that I know of or anyone who can be is like the burger. I, I joke about it. It says there's nobody out there that's like the burger king of LA. So I take it upon myself to go and literally try every single burger in LA Um to see really what was like the best burger and to, you know, to make sure as a business person, you want to make sure that, you know, I don't, I'm not an investor. I invested in this business because I loved it. So the product so much. And yeah, it's doing very, very well. I can imagine. The, sorry, what's that? Oh, I, I, you know, I hear about burgers never say die all the time. So I imagine you guys are doing really well. It's, it's, it's doing, yeah. I, you know, knocking on wood is is what i say is like we're very grateful that so many people have taken a liking to the burger to you know to the restaurant it's in silver lake so it's very it's very good but that was kind of like the initial motive of like i want to just like try every burger and see which burgers are the best and what you i learned from that experience was a la has some amazing burgers b Everybody has their own taste in burgers. It's like, you can't just, you know, there's, there's so many good ones out there, but C is that there's so many different types of burgers Yeah, and and you can't compare a smash burger to a gourmet burger there. You can't uh, compare a fast food burger to a restaurant burger or a pub burger to, you know what I mean? So to a juicy Lucy, there's, different types of burgers some people are like gourmet better some people like smash burgers better um it was a real journey into uh the culture of la as well like i went to some pretty crazy places to try some burgers <laughs> i imagine as many choices as there are in los angeles it must get pretty hard once you hit you know over 80 different places you know like you lost all uh, you somebody said that to me today actually i was having dinner i was at the cassell's nancy silverton burger pop-up the 70 years of cassell's hamburgers and uh nancy did a burger for for them and um it's 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 uh there's there's every restaurant in la has a burger on their menu and that's thanks to um, a small little hole in the wall bar called Father's Office. Mm-hmm. In, um, it was started in Santa Monica, and they basically were a hole in the wall that made this gourmet burger, and they put it on their menu. And I th- that's really what catapulted every restaurant, high end, low end, to have a burger on the menu. 
Wow, I never thought of it like that because I was just thinking of places that are known for a burger, but you're right. Almost every restaurant now has a signature burger. Well, and let me tell you something, a little secret here for your fans. Every, if, if every steakhouse should have the best burger in the city because you have the best meat, right? Mm-hmm. And if you have the best meat, it's hard to screw up a burger unless you try and do too much. But we can get into that and on, on chapter two of this podcast. <laughs> but the, 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 my, my, my point is, is that if a steakhouse doesn't have a good burger, I'd question their steak. Yeah. So that, so yes, every restaurant has a burger. Steakhouses have unbelievable burgers. A lot of great steakhouses in LA. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't, there was burgers I missed my missed out on. There's wow. some burgers I wish that I hadn't eaten. That's amazing. So, um, you, uh, obviously your favorite smash burger is never say die. Um, what about gourmet burgers? You mentioned father's office. Um, what, what are some of your other favorites in the other categories you were talking about, like gourmet burgers and other type of burgers besides smash burgers? Um, yeah, there's like, so 25 degrees is probably has hands down one of the best burgers in the city. They have all different types of burgers, but they've got like an unbelievable gourmet burger. Um, Chaconis, it's, it's made with truffle. It's off the menu as well. It's only available during happy hour. Incredible burger. Um, the Bowery, they make, I would say theirs is more of a gourmet burger too. It's made on an English muffin, which is really unique. Um, gourmet burgers. Odium. Oh, well, anything Tim Hollingsworth does is just fabulous. Um, good restaurant burger, like an old, almost like an old, I want to say a pub burger at Tam O'Shanter's. It's, oh, wow. it's one of the oldest restaurants in LA. Um, I think 1920s or maybe 19, maybe 1920s. They have an incredible burger on their menu. Wow. Yeah. You know, I thought I knew I'm a big burger fan and obviously I know a lot of places in Los Angeles and a couple of those I've never even heard of like 25 degrees. I, I've never heard of that. Um, I didn't think of Tom O'Shanterns for burgers. So got to add that to the list. Absolutely. That's awesome. All right. I cool. can go on. You want more burger? Good burgers that you probably never heard of? Yeah, sure. Get, just drop us a few more. All right. I want to. I want to. I want to do something that you guys, you guys, that people don't really know about. There's a place called Erecoles. Erecoles. E R E C O L E S. It's a dive bar in Manhattan Beach. It's it's beside a butcher shop. Oh, nice. And they get their meat clearly from there. And it is absolutely fabulous. Um, let's do one more burger for you guys. Bon oui. People have heard me talk about that burger. They, they're doing some amazing things over there. Republic is another unbelievable burger. Um, yeah. Cool. I live in the South Bay, so I'm definitely going to check out Eracles, uh, and I love those um, type of hidden spots. Have you heard of the Standing Room in Redondo Beach? Um, of course. Yeah, it's that liquor store, and then they've got the so that that one's pretty close to me. So I go there sometimes. Really, 
Standing room is very good. I have them on my list. I'm looking. Yep, they're. Yep, I have them. Standing room is on my list. They're my think burger number twenty one in that year. It's in Hermosa. Yeah, yeah, it's a Hermosa. Well, there's two actually. There's one in Hermosa, which is the restaurant. But then they put this. It, it might be pretty new. They they put a. Uh, no, you're right. It used to be another burger spot, but they took it over or something, and it's like a burger stand, right? Yeah, it's just a burger stand, and it's next to a convenience store. And I kept hearing about it, and since I live close to it, I went and checked it out. And yeah, it's really good. Great burger. They they there's uh, owned by a company I think called Acme, and there's a place by me called Laurel Tavern, and um, and the for I think not Formosa Cafe, uh, Foreman's Tavern, Laurel Tavern and Foreman Tavern, both have great burgers as well. A lot of great burgers in LA. Yeah, I can see why you. <laughs> it took a year to go through not even all of them. That's yeah. All right, so cool. So besides the burgers, you're also known for sharing secret or off the menu items. Can you tell us more about that? Do most LA restaurants have them now, and how do you find them? And what are some of your favorites? They all have they all have some sort of secret menu item. Um, absolutely, it all started at um, like I guess years ago now. I want to say 15 years ago when I first moved here and I was working for their that producer. I was at I was at Spago's uh, at Wolfgang Puck's restaurant Spago, and somebody ordered a smoked salmon pizza, and I was like, I, I knew every pizza on that menu. I was like, how did he know to order that? Yeah, right. And they're like, well, it uh, the, the my my boss at the time was like, well, I'm in the know, and you're not, kid, you know. And I, the waiter told me that. Wolfgang Puck has these secret menu items, you know, to impress guests, to make people feel special. So his regulars can, you know, f- feel special as well. And I, I, th- I thought it was such a brilliant concept and brilliant idea. And then next day I was eating an animal style burger at in and out And I was like, wow, I was at Spago at the t- Michelin star restaurant. And now I'm at a fast food burger joint. Both had secret menu items. So I was like, this is really interesting. And um, I, I developed a TV show based around that. You know, I, I had sold it a um, long time ago. Never made it to the air. Um, and then, yeah. And then uh, next thing you know, I created an app. Uh, which at the time cataloged all the best secret menu items from all the best restaurants around LA and yeah, it was, not it was, LA around North America. Oh, um, America. That's yeah. That was the original version of my app. Oh, okay. And then what I did was because, you know, building an app for America with a very small team is a little hard to do. I scaled it back. I created a business model around what would benefit the restaurants because really what the restaurants wanted to know was like, how can you prove that people are coming in to eat the secret menu items? And I was like, well, I'll show you. So I created the app, the off the menu club where my, can I, I'll just get right into it, where my members pay $20 a month. It's an invite only food club. They, you pay $20 a month and you get one free secret menu item every single day at cool restaurants around LA. And no. yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So did you help some of them come up with the idea of using an off-the-menu item or they had it anyway and you're just like more encouraging them to promote it? So, I mean, 
so yeah, so like I want to say 50% of them have secret menu items, 50% of them we created them with them. Um, so yeah, it goes both ways. Sometimes we help them. Some people are like, hey, what's going to help really help us get social media, drive traffic to our, our restaurant? And I can tell them what's going to do well, obviously on the app, what's going to, you know, bring people uh, to their restaurant. And, um, but a lot of restaurants already have it. Do you think the reason why it's popular is part of just the psychology of like wanting to be in the in crowd and having this this secret thing that you only, you know, and impress your friends or. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. To be honest, like sometimes secret menu items aren't actually that like good. It's like, yo, you you went overboard with that, that thing, like the meat mountain at uh, Arby's. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, in and out, I think that one's gotten popular over the years and there you, you can go on and you can find it, but I don't think it's something people think about when they just go to a standard restaurant or even a well-known restaurant in and outs kind of built a brand around that. So it's, it's pretty interesting that you say that almost all restaurants have that. Oh yeah, no, they do. And like, like I said, some are better, some are other, if, if it's good, it will, the word will get out. It's the same thing. If the food's good, the world, the word will get out. If your restaurant's closing down, either you don't know how to market your stuff or your stuff just sucks. Yeah. So, so do you mind explaining the app a little bit more and how it works? So I've actually got it in front of me right now. I've got it open. And my understanding is once a week, you get access to uh, a secret menu item for that, that week each day, right? So, no, so you get, no. So you get, yet you, the only, only way place you're wrong is that you get one free, you get access to one free secret menu item every single day. Every single day, yeah. Yeah, so you could eat one free meal a day. Yeah, and guys, I've got it open right now, and it says this week's items, wings and fries combo, that's one. And second one, vegan mushroom burrito. Third one, Mac Daddy burger. Fourth one, signature French toast. KFC taco, soup dumplings, and a really fancy coffee that I can't pronounce. So you definitely get a lot of variety with this. And, and you said it's $20 a month? Yeah, it's $20 a month. And literally, you know, here's the thing is, and I'll just be honest, you got to drive to the restaurant, right? So this is an app for discovery. It is well, as good as it is, is a deal. If you use it every day, it's, you're paying 66 cents per meal. But really what the, the, the key to this rest, the, the key to this experience is somebody who wants to, discover secret menu items or discover restaurants around the city. I got stuck into a habit of going to the same restaurant over and over and over again. And what's the one question you and all your friends say to say to each other? It's, it's where should we go eat? Yeah. This app tells you where you should go eat. Exactly. Cause it's almost a harder question when you have so many choices like you do in LA, then you really can't decide where to go eat. Exactly. Yeah. I imagine this must be popular with food bloggers as well, right? Yeah, lots of our community is a lot of like food influencers, food bloggers. Like I said, if it, it's if if you're using it as a discount tool, you know, um, it's not probably going to be the best uh, thing for you. Even though it's a great it's a great savings that you can, especially if you use it twice a week, you're saving money. But it's really a discovery tool, and you know, we've been known to kick people off the app that don't tip. And don't like you know because it's a two-way street you can't just like go into a restaurant take a free item and, and not leave a tip 
you know, so um, we're very strict on that. We're very, you know, we support both our users and the restaurants. Um, but it's, 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 it's become quite a community and it's really exciting. Um, from the events that we do all the way to the, the new items that we do every single day. So a lot of work goes into it and, um, and we've got a really good team uh, behind us. Yeah, I'm really impressed with the app and I think that to your point, it, it makes you, it makes people want to go out and explore more. You know what I mean? Like there's so much to do in Los Angeles. It can be overwhelming even when it just comes to food choice. But like you said, you open this app and then it kind of encourages you, kind of points you to the direction. And most of the ones I've seen have been pretty Instagrammable, the, the dishes. So, Listen, we drive like hundreds of thousands of impressions to our restaurant partners. We're like within the restaurants are only on the app for seven days and, and we're driving tons of social media to them. So, yeah. All right, cool. So it's great for the users. It's like, that's what I was talking about is like, it's gotta be a good experience on both ends and both ends meaning my users need to see good food and my restaurants need to see good users and a good user is somebody who comes to the restaurant, takes, enjoys the food, you know, will hopefully will purchase something else, take a picture of the food, post it on Instagram, tell their friends, and it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, and maybe become a lifelong customer to that restaurant if they really yeah, enjoy the food. That's the, end, that's the end goal for the rest the restaurants, and I tell them all the time, I can just drive the traffic into your restaurant. It's up to you to have them stay. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I'll, I'll put a link to the app on the show notes, but um, I really, I've been using it for a while, and I encourage people to download it and at least check it out. Awesome. And use it, you, if you guys want, use a code. Do you have a code? you have your own code? Uh, I don't know if it's still active, but we can catch up after the, after the interview. Yeah, and yeah follow and we'll give you a code and your, your, your um, listeners should be able to uh, skip the, the process, the, the um, invite process and get right on board. Boom. There's a hack for you guys. It's an invite only app. And if you're an LA hacker, we're going to give you a secret code that you can use to join the club without having Hope to. we give you hack it should be h-a-c-k check it out <laughs> there you go all right cool or la hack all right cool so lawrence um let's jump back into la in general because we love los angeles in this podcast you love los angeles and i just wanted to ask you in general what are some of your favorite la hacks and by that i just mean tips or um you know it could be restaurant related it could be just living in los angeles moving to los angeles uh, what are some of your favorite tips to living in la well, the greatest thing is that you don't need to work out if you live in LA because you can hike every single day. And there's so many different amazing hikes. Don't just do Runyon. Yeah. Go to Malibu, go to Will Rogers. There's tons of different cool spots. Second thing is, I, and I talked about it earlier, is, and I, and I remember telling my friend Bert Backman about this hack, and he's like, the best hack in all of LA. <laughs> and basically, you know, yeah. You guys are you familiar with Bay Cities, the Santa Monica restaurant. Yeah, it's a ba- It's yeah. like a bakery. It's an Italian bakery. They've yeah. got. The, they're known for the Godmother, and they got some of the best sandwiches in the city. Yeah, I've I've only been there once, but yeah, I had the Godmother. Did you go? When did you go? Um. Wow. Like what? Was it a Saturday? It was a Saturday. No, no. It was a weekday. I was. I remember. I was working on the West Side, and I went there. Was for it lunch. busy? I think there was a line, but it wasn't too bad because I went super early. 
Okay. So usually there's like, a, well, I want to say a 15, 20 minute line easily just to get a sandwich there. Mm-hmm. But if you go to the hot counter, you don't wait in line. You go to the hot counter and you just go order yourself a meatball sandwich, a chicken parm sandwich. And if you're nice, they, they'll give you whatever you want. But that's the key. You can skip the whole line. Just go right to the hot, hot table. Get yourself a meatball sandwich. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying don't go in that line where everyone's standing in line for the sandwich, right? To order the sandwich? Yeah. Go to the hot table, order a hot sandwich, and then say, hey, I need a godmother too. Okay. Awesome. I bet you could write a whole book just on LA restaurant hacks. Oh, absolutely. All right, cool. Well, it was really great having you on, Lawrence. I'm going to put a link to the off the menu app, but where can people best find you and find more information about, uh, about your app and what you're up to? So you can find more info about the app at off the menu on Instagram, it's at off the menu. If you're interested in me personally, I'm at, at Big Shot, B I G S H O T. Hey, before we go, I got to ask you about that. Cause when I saw that name on Instagram, I was, I had uh, immediate jealousy. I was like, okay, how did he get that name? <laughs> Were you just super early on Instagram or did you buy that name from someone? I, <laughs> I didn't buy that name from somebody, but it's so funny. I see people buying Instagram names with big followers and I was like, so crazy. No, I didn't buy the name. Um, the name is uh, an interesting story. I used to use a name called Big Shooter as like my Instagram profile. Okay. I just thought it was funny, Big Shooter. And when I went on to Instagram, which was just an, uh, at the time, it was a filter app. Wow. Um, it wasn't like a social media thing. It was like, I was like, I love this app. You got I was telling people, I remember going back to Toronto. I said, you got to download this app. Look at all the filters on it. And my friend, oh my God, this is so funny. Is this an adult audience? Yes. Okay. So my, my friend uh, downloads Instagram and he starts taking pictures of his girlfriend like nudes and he starts <laughs> uploading like, cause he doesn't know, right. He's using all these, he's like using all these filters. And then <laughs> and, uh, we're like, I call him. It's like, dude, you have no clue what you're doing right now. No idea it was public. Yeah, but thank God he had like ten followers. Nobody like it wasn't. You know what I mean? At that point, it wasn't a like people. You followed your friends, and it wasn't like he was public, but public to like nobody followed him. You know, but it was funny because he was using it as a filter app, and he thought that he that his um, screen, you know, was his, and only he could see it. Oh my god. That's hilarious. Anyways, I, I tried to get Big Shooter. It was taken. And I was like, oh, well, maybe it's, it's, a, it's a photograph app. I'm just going to get the Big Shot. So I got Big oh. Shot. And okay. uh, I kind of, um, it's funny because people are like, that's pretty, like, why do you? I was like, no. It's like, I'm making fun of it myself with this. This isn't like me thinking I'm a Big Shot. No, I think it's awesome because if you try to get – that name today it would be like big shot underscore one two three underscore yz l seven yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's pretty amazing just to have a really short name like that yeah and listen i got off the menu too which i think is that cool as well you know yeah that is pretty awesome okay lawrence it was so awesome having you on well i have to uh do this again yeah thanks i really appreciate it i love what you're doing so uh keep it up it's awesome all right, all right buddy appreciate you
Later. Thanks. Bye. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Lawrence Longo, who helped us hack the best burgers in Los Angeles and also the best off-the-menu secret items. Now, as we talked about in the episode, the app he has is really cool, and if you're a foodie in LA, I really recommend you download it and try it out. It's only $20 a month, and if you used it just a couple times a month, it pays for itself. Now, it is invite-only, but I'm going to contact Lawrence, and hopefully by the time this podcast is up, We'll have a link for you in the show notes so that you can go ahead and hack that and skip right past that invite only and jump right into enjoying those special secret off the menu items. All right, so my special hack for this episode. This was a tough one because there are so many amazing burger places in LA and we covered a lot of them in the episode, but you know we left off some amazing, amazing ones like um, Apple Pan, if you wanna go for the classic. And, and so many others, but I wanted to bring some attention to one that I discovered recently, and it's called uh, The Window at American Beauty, and it's in Venice. And what it is, is they, they're putting this new steakhouse in Venice called American Beauty. I heard that's really good too, I haven't tried it yet, but it's, it was kind of, you know, it's a kind of a fancier, more upscale. And while they were waiting for that to be constructed, they decided to just throw up this little pop-up. It's just like a, a window, a walk-up window that you order very simple burgers you know like you can get a meal for like five or six bucks or something like that but uh, very limited menu but the burger tastes amazing and it's really cool because it's near Abbot Kinney in the hip part of Venice where everything is so expensive but you can just walk up to this window at, at, right by American Beauty order yourself a burger and you will be in heaven alright guys that's all I got for you this week as always if you want LA's 10 best hacks you can go to 10hacks.lifehacksla.com and I'd really want to ask you to do me a favor this week and that's to subscribe to the podcast it really helps us out and it guarantees that you won't miss any podcast that comes out you'll be the first one to know all right la hackers we'll see you next week